0: Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Podcast by uh, Canada Soccer Files. I'm Kevin and I'm Michael. Today we're doing group, okay, there is no Michael, it's just me. I was just pretending I had a partner, but in fact I don't and I'm flying solo today. And uh, no Michael. Okay, today we are doing group E of African Cup 2023 qualifying, which is already underway. And we actually did a series of teams on the uh, African Cup 2021 that took place in January 2022. Um, So we'll be changing our format a little bit as a result. Uh, Rather than repeating what we podcasted there, we'll be providing a link in the show notes as well as the time at which each team uh, was discussed in that podcast. Uh, Today, though, it's just uh, Ghana that fits into that category. Angola, Madagascar and Central African Republic uh, didn't um, participate in the cup earlier this year. So for those ones, we will be giving a World Cup and African Cup overview and uh, some of the information that was already done for Ghana. So uh, if you want to, uh, if you're interested, you can go to soccerfiles.captivate.fm or you can just type Soccer Files Canada into Google, and I think we should come up. That's uh, Soccer Files with a PH in the middle, rather than an F. And uh, and if you click on the uh, link in the show notes, uh, you can bring up those podcasts and look at those times. So we'll repeat that address at the end of this podcast. So uh, that information will be, as I said, a more detailed World Cup overview and uh actually a detailed look at the finals of the african cup tournaments as well as an overview of the african cup so we'll only uh cover that here for the teams that weren't done so if you want that information for Ghana, uh, uh find those links and uh off you go so this time we'll be focusing on a deep dive into african cup qualifying campaigns as well as uh the team's recent history in the in the World Cup and African Cup. Okay, so uh, we're dividing this podcast as usual into three sections. And the first one begins with a look at who is in the group, uh, which pot they came from, and some geographical information about each country. Uh, part two is the long part, a team-by-team overview with a quick review of their participation and major achievements, an overview of their African Cup history, a deep dive, as I said, into their African Cup qualifying history, and then at the end, a summary and a sense of their recent form. Uh, just before that uh, summary, though, we'll take a brief look at their players, especially who has been scoring for them. Uh, Those said a podcast in in January of 2022 uh, also did a deep dive into each team's players, each of the teams in the uh, 2020 to uh, African Cup. Uh, so if you want to deep dive into players, there it will be. Okay, part three of this podcast, we end with a comparison of the teams through their FIFA and ELO rankings and their head to head meetings. And that will launch us into a discussion, well, a one-person discussion of their prospects and uh, our predictions. And then kind of excitingly, we can uh, check out how accurate we are by checking the first two sets of games which took place in June. I actually have been avoiding looking at the results uh, so that it will come as a surprise to me in this podcast. Okay, and so uh, at the end, we will again provide the links for those who want to delve into more history on the teams. And uh, finally, for those watching on YouTube, um, I have a black shirt on today, and that is uh, to represent, well, it kind of is a confession of my lack of African shirts in my collection, uh, but also kind of worn because the Black Star of Ghana, and Angola has some black in their flag as well. So here we go with part one. Uh, Just an introduction of the team. So it's Ghana from part one, Madagascar from part two, Angola from part three, and Central African Republic from part four. And we'll just take a look at those countries in terms of their geography and size So uh, Ghana is a small to mid-sized country uh, located in West Africa. And uh, it is 238,500 kilometers. So it's 31st in Africa, 31st out of 54. The population though is uh, 13th uh, in Africa with 31.1 million uh, by the 19, uh, sorry, 2020 census there. Ghana. On to Madagascar. Uh, Madagascar is a mid-sized island country located just off, uh, well not just off the coast, fairly far off the coast of Southeast Africa. Uh, It's completely surrounded by the Indian Ocean and it is uh, 578,000 kilometers squared, making it the 21st biggest country in Africa out of 54. And the population by a 2021 census was 28.4 million. And that makes it the 15th uh, largest country in Africa by population. Uh, Angola is third, a mid to large size country located in Southwest Africa. And um, it is 1.25 million square kilometers. So it's actually the seventh biggest country in Africa and it has 31, uh, sorry, 32.1 million in uh, its 2021 census and that makes it the 12th largest country in Africa. Finally, uh, the much smaller Central African Republic, uh, that is 623,000 square kilometers, the 20th out of 54 in Africa. Uh, But the population is uh, 4.8 million by the 2020 census, making it the 28th uh, largest country in Africa. So I've been throwing out a lot of numbers there, so I'll just put them in comparison uh, here. So the largest of these countries in terms of size is Angola and then Madagascar and Central Africa and Ghana. Uh, But in terms of, um, uh, sorry, I made a mistake there, Uh, Angola is the biggest, Central Africa is slightly bigger than Madagascar, and Ghana is about as half as small as both of those. In terms of population, uh, though, um, Angola is the most populous, 12th in Africa, but right behind is Ghana, uh, 13th in Africa, they both have about 30 million people and uh, Madagascar is not far behind. It's 15th, and Central African Republic is quite far behind. Uh, All of the others have 30 million, roughly, and Central African Republic has 5 million. Okay, uh, we move on to uh, part two, the team-by-team overview. All right, and we're beginning with Ghana. Their nickname is the Black Stars, hence my shirt. And um, we will just take an overview of their participation and achievements. So Ghana is uh, first entered World Cup qualification in 1962, but withdrew from the next edition as part of the African-Asian boycott. They also withdrew in 1982, but otherwise have participated consistently. Uh, 1962 was also the year they first entered the African Cup, and they've never missed an edition of that. In terms of achievement, uh, it's best actually to start with African Cup play. Uh, They were a powerhouse early on, winning two Cups in a row in 1963 and 1965, and going on to win four titles in all. Uh, Beyond that, they have a plethora of top four finishes. Uh, Given that, Ghana was slow to reach their first World Cup in 2006. However, they reached three in a row from then on. Uh, with their best performance, a quarterfinal finish in 2010. All right, now we are going to skip the uh, the World Cup overview for Ghana, but that is available uh, in the show notes uh, done in a previous podcast. So let's move on just to their 2022 World Cup qualifying campaign. They actually uh, didn't make it in 2018, uh, for the first time in uh, since 2002. So let's see if they made it here. They received a bye in the first round. Only the bottom 24, sorry, bottom 28 teams had to play in that preliminary knockout. And uh, they finished first in their group. Um, first in their group, actually tied with South Africa, but winning by dint of scoring one more goal, so um, they won all of their games at home. But were a bit shaky on the road. The only game they won was in Zimbabwe. They tied in Ethiopia and lost in in South Africa. That uh, that um, last game uh, was a one nothing win over South Africa and was very uh, controversial. Um, uh, so. Uh, yes the um refereeing of the senegalese official uh at least from south africa's point of view i actually saw the decision and it was a very soft penalty uh, on which the only goal of the game came but south africa also claimed that all of the calls were going against them and they went as far as to call it match fixing Uh, that's not the first time they've kind of appealed um uh games in qualification uh, but regardless of which side one falls on, uh, it, it, it stood and it allowed Ghana to leapfrog uh, South Africa into first place and qualify uh, for the final round. In that final round, uh, they faced uh, Nigeria and they tied uh, scoreless in the first leg at home and they tied away to Ghana scoring one goal. So even though uh, Nigeria was favored there, Uh, Ghana went through to the World Cup on that away goal on uh, the away goals rule so Ghana will be in the World Cup in 2022 so we'll be reviewing those when we do our World Cup preview let's move on to the uh, African Cup now and again we won't do a general overview because we've done that in a previous podcast so let's begin with their qualifying in detail. We've divided this into uh, uh, three sections just to um, just to divide it up. So the first section is the beginning to 1980. The first qualification was in 1962 and began with home and away draws with Nigeria. Hey, that's what just happened in the World Cup qualification. Uh, Nigeria would have won that one. Uh, if away goals had been the discriminating factor there. uh, But the only policy in place was by the drawing of lots, and Nigeria did win Uh, Ghana, and so uh, Nigeria went through and Ghana didn't. uh, Ghana hosted the Cup in 1963 and were defending champions in 1965 and 1968. So they received automatic qualifications for all three tournaments there. So their second actual qualification campaign took place in 1970, and that was an easy one, uh, thrashing Niger, uh, Niger six-one, no six nothing at home, and nine-one away. Having reached the final four times in a row, it was a shock when they failed to qualify for the next three African Cups. Uh, 1972 saw them bested by Togo. In 1974, they exchanged home wins with Senegal and won on penalties in round one, but were beaten home and away by the Ivory Coast in round two. In 1976, they lost uh, 3-1 in Mali and needed a three-goal margin at home to survive. And they did it, winning 4-0. And went on to the second round where they exchanged two nothing home wins with Morocco and went to penalties, went out on penalties uh, at the hands of Morocco there. They returned to the cup by dint of hosting in 1978, their second uh, uh, tournament hosted. And uh, just like the first, uh, they won it um, and that earned them automatic qualification in 1980. All right, the next section is 1980 to 2000. Uh, They won two rounds of qualification in 1982, best in Congo and Zaire. Uh, In both cases, tying them at home in the first leg, but winning away in the second leg. A bit unusual in Africa, uh, where teams are strong at home. Uh, A fourth title earned them automatic qualification for 1984, Uh, where actually they didn't pass the group stage in that tournament and that precipitated a string of uh, another three non-qualifications. So uh, 1986 saw them bested by Ivory Coast in round two and in 1988 they suffered their first result, uh, sorry, their worst result, ousted by Sierra Leone in round one. 1990 was also round one. Uh, going to penalties with Gabon and losing. And 1992 saw the Cup expanding to 20 teams and then a system of group qualification rather than uh, knockout rounds. So they were in a five-team group, which they won over Nigeria in 1992 and uh, only had to beat Liberia in 1994 after Tanzania and Burkina Faso dropped out of the group. Uh, 1996 was similar when three teams dropped out of the six-team group. Uh, So an easy qualification there. And 1998 was comfortable despite going winless on the road. Um, And uh, the others in that group were Zimbabwe and Angola. Uh, But they finished first despite the uh, road record. That takes us through the third section, 2000 to 2017. Uh, in 2000, Zimbabwe was slated to host the cup, but they were deemed unprepared and Ghana and Nigeria were declared co-hosts. And that made, an, uh, that made a qualification unnecessary, although they had started a good campaign that began with a win in Cameroon. Uh, but they pulled out of that qualification because they were hosting. After a comfortable qualification in 2002, they suffered their last non-qualification in 2004, finishing last in a three-team group behind Rwanda and Uganda. They earned qualification in 2006 and 2010 through successful World Cup qualifying campaigns and they hosted the 2008 uh, version in between, so their next direct qualification run was in 2012. They suffered only a single draw there. And in a quick knockout qualification that was 2013, they only had to beat Malawi to advance. Uh, all teams that participated in the 2012 Cups were uh, perhaps unfairly uh, given a bye to the final round. So, uh, And they had an easy final round with Malawi. So easy passage there. Uh, they also received buys to round three in 2015. Uh, that was based on their ranking. and uh, But the third round there was a group stage which they won. They went undefeated in 2017 qualifications and they uh, won the group with 14 points over second place Mozambique who just had seven points. Okay, the Expanded Cup in 2019 made it easy. Uh, The two top, uh, the top two advancing from a group that Sierra Leone had dropped out of. That's FIFA phoning me uh, to see if I will uh, show run the 2026 World Cup, Um, you know, but I'm busy doing a podcast. So they'll just have to wait. In 2021, uh, Ghana and Sudan advanced over uh, South Africa, what am, what am I talking about? I got thrown off there because uh, we were going to take a more careful look at those, uh, at those campaigns. So um, uh, in 2019, we see in round one Sierra Leone dropped out. So they were just facing Ethiopia and Kenya. And even though they lost in Kenya, they fairly easily uh, uh, won the group, which brought them to the African Cup where uh, they tied Benin and Cameroon in their first two games and then Bikini-Bissau in their third. Uh, and that was enough to finish first in the group, actually. Um, not not as convincing, though, as it might have been. Uh, but they did advance to the round of 16 where they met Tunisia and unfortunately lost to Tunisia on penalties uh, after a 1-1 draw. Okay, uh, yeah, that is, um, I just wanted to make a note on the round of 16 game with Tunisia. Uh, Tunisia scored first and then uh, resorted to delay tactics, uh, but Ghana managed to equalize. Actually, it was Tunisia scoring an own goal uh, at 90 plus one. Uh, However, they did lose in the penalty shootout, so uh, it was all for naught. Uh, African Cup 2021, they received a bye in round one of two and um, uh, won all home games. It was actually the same as 2019, uh, or I think 2017, winning all home games and getting one win, one tie, and one uh, a loss on the road. Uh, this one was with, with uh, South Africa, uh, as in the 2022 uh, World Cup qualifying campaign, and um. Um, Yeah, Sudan got a late goal. Uh, That was the only goal of the game in in their win over Ghana. So that was Ghana's only loss. Uh, Ghana finished first in the group. Uh, The unfortunate South Africa uh, had to settle for third because it was uh, Sudan who slipped into second uh, to win that game. Uh, in the cup itself, Ghana had a really poor cup in uh, 2021, just recently. Uh, they lost to Morocco in their opener, managed uh, only a draw with Gabon. And horror of horrors, they lost to Comoros in the final game. And there were a couple of events in that game. Uh, Gabon actually uh, scored at 88 to earn a draw against Ghana. And a bit of a brawl ensued Uh um after that and uh apparently the uh uh who was it um benjamin tete uh was caught punching like a really hauled off and punched a guy uh during that brawl and i remember the referee standing on the sideline holding the card up because tete had run away to the dressing room uh, I guess hoping to avoid the card but the ref made it perfectly clear that it was uh, a red card to him um, Comoros in the third game scored at 85 to beat Ghana and knock them out of the group stage, part of the problem there was a red card at 25 uh, to Andre Ayu, which I thought was a bit unfair I mean it was a, a a challenge with the goalie and and it was a fairly tough challenge but I wouldn't say a rough challenge and I think it was a bit of a surprise to everyone that he was actually uh, red carded for it. So um, a poor uh, African Cup for Ghana, but now they did make it to the uh, uh, to the World Cup. Okay, let's take a quick look at their players. I've mentioned uh, um, Andre Ayew, and he he's over a hundred caps now, one hundred and six caps, and he's moved from uh, England to uh Qatar he plays in Qatar now uh Jordan Ayu his brother though is still with uh, Crystal Palace in England and um uh they have a lot of uh, uh a lot of big names here they have a player for Roma who is quite young 19 year old Felix Afina Gian <coughs> uh, much has been made of Mohamed Kudus in the midfield i got to say i haven't really uh, seen um, the type of performances that seem to be giving him a reputation uh, but he's 21 years old and plays for Ajax and uh, the list of teams they have an 18 year old with Sporting Lisbon uh, there a couple of English players in Daniel uh, Amarty and Baba Raman uh, those guys are in defense and um, so they seem to have up-and-coming players uh, my own feeling is they seem to have Uh, lost a few players to uh, aging out um, there, but they seem to be rebuilding. I just don't know if it's going to come in time uh, for the World Cup uh, here. But uh, I won't linger on that. If you're interested in a a, um, more detailed look at their players, uh, you can find our podcast uh, on, on Ghana players. So let's move to the summary. And uh, in summary, their most outstanding feature is the disparity between their World Cup performances and their African Cup play. Uh, they seemed almost feeble in World Cup play until 2006, but had won uh, four African Cup titles during that period. 2006-10 uh, to 10 was their strongest period in the World Cup, uh, but they were unremarkable in those years in the African Cup. But just as their World Cup success was winding down uh, around 2018, uh, they looked like a top team in the African Cup play in the uh, mid-2010s. So uh, even though they've improved a lot in the World Cup, they, they don't ever seem to be equally good in both uh also uh notable is their yo-yoing performances in african cup play from 1963 to 92 where uh for the most part they either reached uh, the final uh, or else didn't qualify six uh, cups in there that they didn't qualify for uh, in terms of form a strong period ended in 2017 uh, 2018 saw them fail to reach the world cup for the first time since 2002 and 2019 ended a run of six top four finishes in a row, uh, as they reached only the round of 16 there and then failed to even pass the group stage. Uh, group stage, as we saw in 2021. However, successfully reaching the World Cup, uh, t- World Cup 2022, shortly after that African Cup leaves their current form in limbo. My feeling is that they're they're. Uh, you know, not at their best, but uh, a look at their players suggests they do have some uh, talent coming in. All right, that brings us to the second part of the second team, which is Madagascar. Uh, Madagascar is nicknamed the Barriers. Uh, it's actually a kind of cattle, the Barriers. Uh, they actually had a contest in 2005 to... Uh, decide that nickname and uh, i believe it was the scorpions before that i'm, I'm not sure uh, not not dead sure on that but it's the barriers now all right uh participation and achievements we'll do a quick overview so they first entered the world cup in 1974 but withdrew from that tournament and did not enter the next madagascar's first completed qualification was in 1982 and they've entered every time since then, except 1990, surviving a brief suspension in 2008. Uh, They first entered the African Cup in 1972, but they participated inconsistently, as we'll see, until 2000, uh, missing six of 14 cups, including three in a row from uh, 1994 to 1998. But uh, let me just check, they have been uh consistent uh since uh 2000 from 2000 onwards in terms of achievement uh they've reached the final round of world cup qualifying only once in 2002 uh in african cup play uh they're the oldest team to have never qualified for a cup but we'll see uh, if they manage to um overcome that in the 2019 or 2021 editions which we're we're kind of hiding that news from you so that when you look at it it'll come as a surprise okay so for madagascar and all the teams below we will be doing a world cup overview because we didn't cover them in 2022 so in world cup competition they struggled to pass the preliminary round Uh, despite some good results at home they had some interesting qualifications surrounding 1990 uh, bringing Egypt to penalties in 1986 and a competitive group in 1994, where they won their first three games but finished behind the advancing Zambia because of losing the last game. Uh, good results remained at the game level, at least, until a competitive campaign in, 2020, in 2010, I should say, uh, where they went undefeated at home, including a draw with Ivory Coast but uh, they eventually finished behind Mozambique there. Subsequent campaigns again saw some good results, including a draw with Senegal in 2018. Um, They did reach the uh, second round, round two of two, which was the main round, uh, round three being a playoff among the top teams. Uh, All of those results uh, were in early rounds though, so they can't be said to be competitive uh, campaigns. Only in 2002 did they reach the final round of uh, qualification. So let's take a look at how they did in 2022. Uh, They started with three losses, uh, a loss at home to Benin, uh, which was kind of damning there. Uh, The losses on the road are not such a surprise, but they did lose all three on the road. Uh, They did recover... Uh, in the fourth game by beating Congo uh, DR, Democratic Republic. And they also tied Tanzania in the last game uh, at home, which uh, is is not a great result either. So uh, a fairly poor campaign there, and they finished uh, bottom of the group. Uh, I forgot to mention that they did receive a bye in round one, so it was only the bottom 28 teams uh that had to do that round so they were above uh 28 there okay uh just a moment and i will take a drink i'm back okay we'll do a brief uh, african cup overview before going into detail on qualifying and their long history in the african cup yields many good individual results but uh, only three campaigns where they really threatened to reach the cup. That was in 1984, 1992, and 2002. But uh, we will be covering these in the section below, and since they have no uh, historic trips to the finals to cover, uh, we will move along to their qualification history. So again, divided into uh, three sections here, 1972 to 1990. Their African Cup history begins in 1972 where they won a home leg over Mauritius only to lose uh, 4-1 in the away leg. Uh, They also traded home wins with Zambia in round one uh, in 1974, but they lost on goal difference there too. In 1976 they withdrew and they didn't enter in 1978 and their return saw a familiar pattern of winning at home. Uh, 2-1 over Malawi in the first leg in 1980, but losing by a larger margin on the road. In this case, a a 5-1 loss, uh, a humbling loss at the hands of Malawi. 1982 saw them pass the initial step for the first time. Two draws with Mauritius had them winning on goal difference and Tanzania withdrew from round two, giving them passage to the final round. But it was not close, as the home win over over Cameroon in the second leg, uh, it's not as close as that home win in the second leg makes it seem, because they were thrashed 5-1 in the first leg. So Cameroon uh, may be coasting a bit there. Uh, 1984, though, was legitimately close, And uh, with a win over Uganda in the first round and a narrow loss to Malawi, Malawi again, in the second round. Uh, A win there would have seen them through to the final. So it was a missed opportunity against a surprisingly easy opponent uh, in the third round there. Uh, 1986 was the first time they lost both legs of a knockout round going out to Zimbabwe but they returned to their usual pattern in 1988, going out to Kenya there despite a home win. The second part is 1990 to 2006. So actually after withdrawing in 1990, they were competitive in 1992, uh, which if you'll recall was the addition that both expanded to 16 teams and uh, uh, started using a group system qualification Uh, here their home form failed them earning only two draws had they won those two uh, their two road wins would have combined for a berth in the cup but uh, the the home draws made it impossible to advance after five games and they didn't even bother to play the last one uh, which would have probably been an easy win uh, at home over Swaziland Uh, they withdrew from the uh, okay, what was I describing there? 1992. Uh, so they uh, didn't enter in 1994 and withdrew from the 1996 Cup, uh, which was hosted by the reinstated South Africa. Um, they had they had been banned for many, many years uh, because of their apartheid policy. Uh, and I don't know if that was uh, the reason uh, Madagascar withdrew, but um, because they withdrew they were disqualified in 1998 um, that that's a policy that uh, CAF no longer does they don't disqualify teams that uh, that withdraw anymore uh, a middling campaign in 2000 left them uh, a distant third in that group uh, 2002 though started quite well uh, winning a preliminary round over Botswana they won in Zambia and tied Nigeria at home and tied Namibia away however they lost their last three games including to Namibia at home. Uh, This established an already existing theme for Madagascar of kind of wasting opportunities especially towards the end of campaigns so uh, keep your ears out for that because it'll happen again. Uh, 2004 repeated, Winning at home to Egypt and beating Mauritius away, but then uh, losing at home to uh, 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 losing at home in the final game. Okay, section three covers 2006 to 2017. So um, uh, yeah, their qualifying campaigns in the World Cup were not good enough in 2006 and 2010 uh world cup qualifying being the entryway into the african cups in those years and 2008 in between saw them losing all games and uh, after that in 2012 they only earned a single draw in the campaign Uh, they lost games uh, i think both games to cape verde in the quickened knockout qualification that was 2013 And they were knocked out in a preliminary round in 2015. Again, uh, beating Uganda at home, but then losing away. And um, Uganda, in that case, scored the away goal that that got them through uh, on a penalty at 90 plus four uh, of the first game. So that gave them the away goal uh, to send them through. 2017 was weak with three draws and a last place finish. Alas, they have never qualified for an African Cup, but wait, 2019 is coming, and we'll look at their campaign there in closer details. So embarrassingly ranked as one of the six weakest participants who had to play a preliminary round, uh, they easily beat Sao Tome and Principe there uh they mocked their ranking by finishing second in the group stage and qualifying for the cup uh, a performance that saw them tying senegal at home and beating main rivals uh, equatorial guinea uh, however a home loss to uh, sudan who proved otherwise feeble suggested frailty uh they nevertheless finished second in the group stage but um, Uh, I I mentioned keeping an ear out for uh, poor finishes to campaigns. Uh, They were undefeated in their first four here, but then they lost their last two, including to Sudan at home. So, um, nevertheless, on they went to their first African Cup, where uh, in their opening game, they got a respectable 2-2 draw with Madagascar, sorry, with Guinea, and then in the second game, uh, beat Burundi and believe it or not, in their third game, beat Nigeria to take first place in the group ahead of them. A glorious win there. Uh, and then they went on to the round of 16 and the thrilling campaign, if you remember, they started as one of the six weakest teams in Africa. And uh, they faced Congo, where Congo, uh, sorry, Congo DR, where Congo DR scored at 90 to push the games to penalties. So they almost had it, uh, but Congo DR scored late to push it to penalties. However, they won the penalty shootout and they reached the quarterfinals, but they seemed out of gas by that point uh, uh, as they lost to Tunisia 3 nothing. So uh, a tremendous campaign there for uh, Madagascar they really made the 2019 African Cup uh, exciting okay um, let's go on to 2021 then could they follow that up well they started with a win uh, at home to Ethiopia no surprise there and did really well with a uh, 6-2 win in Niger uh, for the second game, so they were in first place after that. No surprise though that they lost on the road to Ivory Coast to put them into second place, but they did manage a draw at home in the reverse fixture there. Uh, fifth game they lost in, in uh, Ethiopia, which again is no no big shame. Ethiopia is very strong at home. However, it was a 4 nothing loss. And uh, To reach their second African Cup, they only needed to beat Niger at home. If you recall, they had beaten them 6-2 away. However, uh, a major flop there at the end of the campaign uh, because they tied Niger at home. And um, Ethiopia uh, jumped ahead of, uh, not jumped ahead of them, but Ethiopia took the uh, second place spot which was an advancing spot. So a real uh, flop at the end, considering that they had won 6-2 away. So they didn't make the uh, one African Cup. Okay, now they have the, uh, probably the longest last names in the world. So I'm always a bit intimidated looking at their players, but, um, <clears throat> uh, wow. Um, Uh, Carlos uh, Andriama Andriama Hitsinoro uh, is one of their big scorers and one of their big players. And um, he also scored uh, one of their goals in that 2021 African Cup campaign and was fabulous to watch. But it was actually uh, Lelena Nomanjanahari who got uh, two goals. But honestly, every player on the field Uh, there was was, uh, pretty impressive to watch. And I'm just going to look at their teams to see where they play. Uh, Quite a few players uh, kind of in France and Belgium, but not any really big teams, uh, not any really big teams. They do have a 19-year-old goalie, uh, Matthias Randriamami, who is with the Paris Saint-Germain under-19 team. And uh, Green Gamp and Lorient are, are uh, you know, fairly reasonably good teams in France. They have a couple of players, uh, a couple of defenders with them, although those defenders uh, are getting old. Uh, I'm not seeing really any any standout um, teams, though. Uh, Pauline Voavi uh, is 34 years old now. He is he's their most cap forward. Uh, with 65 caps but um, they do seem to be kind of uh, uh, having a few players um, oh there's FIFA again phoning me oh this is the Canadian Soccer Association uh, asking if I'll coach the team but you know I'm busy doing this podcast Uh, okay so yeah not a lot to uh, speak of in terms of players Uh, they played really well more as a team rather than having any any superstars in uh, 2021 but they really haven't kept that going that was a really special campaign for them and they haven't been able to live up to it so let's move to a summary and uh, look at their recent form so they are on average a middling team but they can rise above that though more often they fall below when they do rise above it though they have a disturbing penchant for blowing it at the end uh, another feature is being very strong at home and playing into the pattern above. Uh, sometimes they win at home, but then uh, lose, the, lose the qualification on goal difference uh, at the end. Uh, it took them a long time to reach the African Cup, but um, they could be regular contenders in the expanded version uh, with a little more consistency. Uh, they really should have reached more African Cups than they did. Uh, in terms of form, it turns out to be a delicious irony that they had started the Cup as one of the, the, that's the 2021, oh sorry, 2019 African Cup, as one of the six weakest teams required to play in a preliminary. And in fairness, uh, it seemed harsh even at the beginning. I was surprised that they were among the six bottom teams. Uh, anyway, they, they responded to it in the best way by making a mockery of their FIFA ranking. Uh, with an astounding performance that took them to the to the quarterfinals. Uh, but that was them coming out on the upside of a pattern that they show. They are competitive, but more often on the downside, uh, the downside comes into play where they squander a good start that they had built. Uh, actually, that was even the case in 2021 Cup uh, qualifying, as we saw where they lost their last two games, but they survived that time. Uh, they are thus stronger than their results and their rankings suggest, especially in recent times, but they do need to see out campaigns and uh, make their strong home record have more impact. That's the end of uh, Madagascar, who really charmed in 2019. And uh, now we'll turn to Angola, who who actually were um, charming in uh around 2008, or charmed me around 2008 at least. Angola, their nickname is the Palancas Negras or the the, uh, giant sable. I think that means the the black sable, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, Seems like most African teams uh, named after an animal that's probably prevalent in the country. Okay, let's take a look at their long history. Uh, sorry, there' uh, an overview of their tournament, tournament participation and major achievements. So, historically, they're late joiners to the fray, participating in their first World Cup in 1986 and their first African Cup uh, shortly before in 1982. They participated consistently in the World Cups, but they missed uh, two African Cups in 1986 and 1994 by non-entry. In terms of achievement, reaching the 2006 World Cup was their greatest achievement by far and probably an overachievement. Though it was foreshadowed by reaching the final round of the World Cup qualifying in the two editions previous. Uh, They hadn't reached the final round uh, before, before 1998. Uh, That period also saw them reach five African Cups in a row, and they've only reached eight in total. It also saw them pass the group stage twice, the quarterfinals being their best finish. All right, and because we didn't cover them in 2020 in the previous uh, African Cup podcast, we will give a World Cup overview here. Uh, They went out uh, early They went out in early rounds with the middling performance, meaning uh, some results at the game level were okay, but not a campaign that challenged the winners in the early years. 1998 was good though, going undefeated, even if four of the six games were draws. It did earn them second place, but they were four points off the winner, Cameroon. Uh, 2002 was similar, a five team grouping with a second place finish, uh but six points off the leader uh but those two campaigns foreshadowed uh, uh s- somewhat foreshadowed 2006 where they won all home games and mostly tied on the road to finish first of six ahead of nigeria after that though it was fairly competitive campaigns in the round before the final round uh, 2018 however saw them go out to south africa in a tough round two of three okay and we'll just take a look at their recent qualifying campaign so they were one of the 28 weakest teams to uh to have to play in a preliminary round and there they played uh gambia and they beat gambia uh in both legs to pass to the second round uh, the second round though was not uh, that good um Uh, they were reasonably competitive in the main stage, beating Gabon at home and tying Egypt there. And they also earned a tie in the final game with Libya. But uh, these were not enough, and they finished last in the group stage there. Okay, let us take a look at the African Cup. We're going to do an African Cup overview um, because it wasn't done in 2020. 20- in 2022 at the beginning of the African Cup. Uh, Their two strong periods are more evident and separate in the African Cup. The first was reaching two African Cups in a row in 1996 and 1998, although they didn't pass the group stage. Uh, That was in stark contrast to their weak weak results beforehand, uh, where they never reached the final round from 1984 to 1992 uh the second strong period uh, is basically based on their World Cup play. Uh, no, it's it's both uh, their World Cup qualification being the uh, the shining star, but five African Cup qualifications in a row. And uh, this peaked by reaching the quarterfinals in both 2008 and 2010, uh 2010 being aided by dint of being host. Uh, They were undefeated in the group stage of those Cups, but ousted by uh, Egypt and Ghana respectively in the following steps. Uh, They've fallen off since, uh, reaching only the group stage in 2012 and 2013, and then failing to reach the African Cup uh, in 2015 and 17. But uh, we'll see if the expanded version in 2019 uh, allowed them Uh, passage once again and if it if it's going to lead to more regular qualifications uh, down the road but we'll take a closer look at their uh, qualifying history so we'll divide it into three sections the beginning to 1992 so their first tournament in 1982 began with two ties against Congo losing away on goals They bested Gabon in a preliminary in 1984 and went out to Nigeria, losing away and winning at home, but not by enough. That began a pattern of passing the first round over a weak team, but getting knocked out by a strong one in round two. 1988, for example, saw them get past Gabon in a preliminary, uh, this time on penalties, but losing to uh, Zaire. Again, winning the second leg at home, but by too little. In 1990, they passed the preliminary over Equatorial Guinea, but lost both legs to Ivory Coast in the next round. That ended the era of knockout qualification and they had never reached uh, the final round. So 1992 uh, with group qualifications to 2004 is the next section. In 1992, the cup was expanded to 12 teams, as we've said, and and a group-style qualification. Uh, They earned three draws, two of them away, to finish last behind Swaziland in 1992, but they didn't enter in 1994. Actually, uh, large groups seemed to suit them, as in 1996, they won all five games at home in the 16 group, and they earned enough points on the road to finish first in the group, uh, Guinea and Mali uh, falling in behind them and they qualified again in 1998, this time finishing second behind Ghana. Uh, They failed to reach the next three cups though with middling campaigns, finishing last in the group in 2000 and third in 2002, uh, even though they went undefeated at home there. 2004 saw them tying Ghana Uh, sorry, tying Nigeria home and away, but finishing second behind them. But in 2004, second place was not an advancing spot. Okay, and the final section is uh, 2006 to 2017. Their great World Cup qualification in 2006 also earned them a spot in the African Cup that year, and it was the first of five straight qualifications. So they comfortably won an easy group in 2008 and they uh, qualified automatically in 2010 as host. 2012 was a solid qualification over Uganda and Kenya. And in 2013, uh, teams that had participated in the 2012 edition received buys to the final round. So they only had to beat Zimbabwe there. Uh, They did so losing the first leg 3-1 but winning the second 2-0. And that one goal in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe was enough to advance on away goals. Uh, but that was it. That was the end of the five. And in two, 2015 and 2017, middling performances saw them finish third in their groups. And it looked like their star was fading. Uh, it looked like their star was fading But we'll see what happened in 2019 with a close-up look. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, 2019 actually was a good campaign. They won all three games at home, including uh, over Burkina Faso. And then uh, they got a win on the road in Botswana and managed to finish first. It was Angola in first, which... uh, uh, But the real surprise there was actually uh, Burkina Faso finishing third behind second place Mauritania. So even though the cup was expanded to uh, 24 teams, Burkina Faso were embarrassed uh, to not make it. One of the only big teams to not make it there. Uh, In the group stage, they started okay with a win, uh, sorry, with a draw against Tunisia. And a bit disappointing, a draw against Mauritania, the team that they were grouped with in qualifying, and finally a loss to Mali uh, that uh, landed them in third place, and they were not one of the third-place teams to advance. I think six out of the eight uh, third-place finishers advanced, but uh, Angola only had the two points, so they were at the bottom of the, the pile. Uh, 2021 then let's see if they made it to the cup again and uh, disappointing campaign though where they finished last in the qualifying group they came in as the the third seeded teams uh, with a chance of reaching the cup but they only managed an away draw in congo dr um who themselves finished third and failed to qualify and then uh, they won a meaningless last game over gabon uh already out by that point so uh it was gambia who surprised them and surprised all of us by finishing first in the group and uh, angola lost home and away to them there so not good in 2021 but uh let's see going forward we'll take a quick look at their players here and uh just on the surface um Uh, There aren't uh, actually many names that are popping up uh, that much. They have some unusual names. Uh, Djalma Campos, that's not one of the unusual names, but uh, probably their most familiar player to me. And uh, they have a player called Show, um, S-H-O-W, which is always hard to work into a conversation Uh, Most of the players do play in Angola, which has a fairly healthy league. Uh, Some players, uh, I believe some of their players um, play in the South African league, or or I've seen that in the past. I don't see it a lot here. Uh, Just one goalkeeper uh, playing in South Africa. But they have a couple of uh, players uh, in Europe. Um, I'm just kind of looking for... uh, bigger players with a lot of caps but they seem to be kind of lesser used players uh, playing like even though uh, jeremy bella for example plays for birmingham in england uh, but he's only got two caps for the national team and is 28 years old so uh, they do have a 19 year old with uh, sporting lisbon under 23 team and uh um yeah, I'm kind of struggling to find uh, a name. Uh, for me, Jalmo is the, uh, Jalmo Campos is the um, most familiar name, but I'm not seeing him on here. So I wonder if he is um, aging out here. Anyway, I won't dwell on it. Um, uh, suffice to say that they, they don't really have any big names. Uh, a few players trying to make it uh, in europe a couple of younger players coming up but um no really outstanding players they did have an outstanding player who played for manchester united and all this time i've been trying to remember what his name is and uh it is uh, manucho um he, he'd be too old now he's almost 40 years old but he played for uh, man oh he was signed for manchester united during Angola's strong period in 2008. So probably their most famous player uh, there, although uh, uh, beyond 2008, uh, he didn't actually have uh, that much impact. All right, let's move on to a summary and uh, look at their form. So uh, they enjoyed two good periods in the mid-90s and a longer one in the mid-2000s and were mostly a middling team after that. Even when they were weak and knocked out in early rounds, they still usually took points at home. Uh, Arguably their weakest period uh, after uh, the first period of African Cups is actually uh, right now although the uh, 2019 um, qualification, successful qualification was uh, was a a spike in their performance. Uh, The more time passes, the more impressive their strong period from 2006 to 12 appears. Uh, from 2015, they've looked very average, uh, even with their successful 2019 qualification for the expanded tournament. But uh, there's always a chance of another strong period, uh, as they did have a lesser peak in the mid 90s, but um, kind of waiting on Angola to uh, to refine uh, some strength there. That brings us to the end of Angola and we move on to uh, African Central, sorry, Central African Republic. So their nickname is, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but the uh, Low ubangui Fawns, Low ubangui Fawns. So I'm guessing that refers to uh, a specific kind of deer uh, prevalent in the country. Let's take a look at their participation and achievements. Uh, Central African Republic actually has a truly chaotic participation record. Uh, Disqualifications and withdrawals litter their resume. Despite uh, first entering World Cup qualification in 1978, they didn't complete their first campaign until 2002, and their second uh, was in 2014. African Cup is equally disjointed. Uh, they were qualified they were disqualified from their first entry in 1974 and completed their first campaign only in 1988 Uh, they didn't complete their second until 2002 and uh, it was 2012 that was their third Uh, they have though participated consistently in both competitions since 2012. in terms of uh, success well Uh, They've made no impact on the World Cup with only weak campaigns there and a couple of good results at the game level. Uh, In the African Cup, they've been a little bit better, uh, but they've never reached the Cup, and we'll take a look at their qualifying history. Uh, But uh, we'll look at their World Cup history since they were not part of the uh, podcast that we did at the beginning of this year. Uh, Their World Cup record is poor. They have successfully completed four campaigns, Uh, 2002 and 2018 saw them knocked out in preliminaries while they made a second round group stage in 2014 and 2022. Beyond a couple of good game level results, most notably a shock win at Nigeria in 2022, they did not challenge at the campaign level and they finished last both times. Okay, we'll take a look at their most recent uh, World Cup qualifying campaign. And uh, surprisingly, based on uh, their African Cup, some success in African Cup play, they received a bye in the first round, which meant that they were not one of the 28 uh, bottom-ranked teams. A bit surprising there. Uh, Nevertheless, round uh, two of three uh, did kind of prove a bit too much for them. Uh, they started with a tie against Cape Verde, which was good. Uh, and shockingly, they won in Nigeria for their only other points of the campaign. So they won one nothing in Nigeria, uh, getting a goal at uh, 86. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, no, I'm, I've got the wrong game there. It was a goal at 90 uh, in Nigeria, and... Um, that, that saw them through. So perhaps Nigeria taking them a bit too lightly there. Okay, and uh, it, by the way, it was Carl uh, Namganda with that goal. So probably a famous goal in the history of Central African Republic. Let's take a look at their uh, African Cup, beginning with an overview. In the African Cup, they came out of nowhere to put in a good campaign in 2012 and another in 2017. Uh, but I'm not going to talk much uh, about this because it's covered in the qualifying history. So I'll give the details there. Uh, in, uh, so this is divided into three sections, but they're, they're pretty short here. Uh, firstly, 1974 to 1990. So their first qualification was in 1974 where they passed the uh, preliminary. Uh, that was by Dint of Gabon withdrawing. And then they won a 4-2 at home. They won 4-2 at home over Ivory Coast in the next round, but then lost away. Uh, but they did advance on goal difference. However, they were disqualified for not having provided neutral officials in their home game. So uh, disqualified from that tournament. They withdrew in 1976 and they didn't enter again until 12 years later in 1988, where they lost twice to Congo in a preliminary round. So uh, the second part covers 1990 to 2004, and uh, they didn't enter the next three editions, and then they withdrew in 1996. In 1998, they passed the first round over Burundi, who withdrew. That was because uh, Burundi couldn't arrange transport uh, to the away game. Uh, But after a competitive loss at home to Guinea in the next round, they themselves withdrew because the government wouldn't let them travel to Sierra Leone for the second match. Uh, They were absent in 2000 also, but then managed to complete uh, two campaigns in a row. They tied Congo DR at home in 2002, but lost in the away leg. And in their first completed group stage in 2004, they earned two home draws with Mozambique and Congo, but lost the other four games to finish last in the group. Finally, 2004 to 2017, they were absent again after 2004 until 2012, where, out of the blue, They put in a solid performance, tying Morocco in their opener and then winning over Algeria at home in the second game. They went undefeated at home uh, by the end and they finished second in the group, three points behind Morocco, but ahead of Algeria and Tanzania. So another feather uh, for them there, but not a successful qualification. Uh, 2013 was a quick qualification process uh, made up of knockout rounds. After receiving a bye in the preliminary round, they embarrassed Egypt, winning away and tying at home to knock them out. In the next round, they beat Burkina Faso at home, but lost by a greater margin away to fall short of the cup. But another big feather there knocking Egypt out. It was a real shock uh 2015 though for central african republic was a step back losing in a preliminary to guinea bissau but they returned in 2017 to win all home games and earn a tie in madagascar to finish second five points behind congo dr but five points ahead of angola and now we can see maybe why they were um, high enough in the African rankings to receive a buy uh, in the 2022 World Cup. Anyway, let's move on to uh, 2019, where we look at the campaign. It was another competitive campaign uh, where they won, uh, sorry, they went undefeated at home and they won their first game over Rwanda and then tied uh, African, uh, sorry, Ivory Coast and Guinea so, a good uh, home performance there. Uh, on the road, they only managed to tie with Rwanda, and it was uh, a third place finish uh, behind Ivory Coast, five points behind Ivory Coast. So, uh, not really close, close there, but uh, a competitive campaign at the game level. Uh, 2021 was not as good. It started well with a, a home win over Burundi, uh, and they managed to tie. Uh, Burundi on the road later on but they lost all of their other games to Morocco and Mauritania so uh, finished third uh, sorry finished last uh, in the group there okay well uh, we'll take a look at their players I must admit I'm not uh, familiar with them because they've never appeared in a cup I've never actually uh, seen anything more than highlights but I um, uh, I wonder, I'm looking at a name. Uh, okay, well, uh, about half of them play in the Central African Republic. And uh, uh, a lot of the other players play for uh, teams uh, with bigger leagues uh, in Africa, like Ghana. Uh, uh, one plays in Nigeria, one plays in uh, Egypt. And... Um, Uh, But actually, the the roster I'm looking at, there's no player that has more than uh, 16 caps. So it's actually uh, 23-year-old Sadok Ndobe who has the most caps for the team. So I kind of wonder uh, what's going on there. Um, It looks like there's not a lot of information. Uh, I'm looking at one of the scorers in 2019, Jeffrey uh, Kondogbia that's a familiar name uh, to me so I'm just going to actually put this in and see if I'm making a mistake uh, yeah yeah he uh, plays for Atletico Madrid um, uh, and he's played for Valencia and Inter Milan before so uh, he is by far their biggest name uh, he was eligible p- to play for France and he did actually play five games for france uh, i guess none of them uh tied him to france so uh jeffrey Con- uh jeffrey condolbia uh, their biggest name however uh i wonder how much he's playing for them he's only got eight games with them since 2018 so uh, uh um, a bit of a mystery there anyway uh that is uh, our quick look at the players and we'll finally Uh, We'll finish up with a summary and an overview of their recent performance. So their sudden improvement in African Cup play um, in 2012 and 2013 seemed to flash flash in the pan for Central African Republic, especially after they lost in a preliminary to Guinea-Bissau, who were a very weak team until uh, they rose up in more... Uh, recent years. But uh, another good campaign in 2017 and a reasonably good one in 2019 gives lie to them being a flash in the pan and uh, maybe uh, they're a bit more than that. However, weak campaigns in 2021 and 2022, though not feeble, uh, they uh, do make it seem like a good period that may be over. So we'll have to see going forward. Uh, Throughout that period. They never brought uh, that good African Cup form to World Cup play. Uh, Weaker campaigns recently may consign them back to the preliminary pile, having earned a few uh, buys past those rounds due to their good African Cup form. But it seems a bit too early to say uh, either that their good period is over or that it's getting stronger. Um, They dipped in form in 15 2015, for example, but recovered after that. So the jury still out on them. And that brings us to the end of the long section of looking at all teams. Now let's look at them in comparison. So in terms of ranking, uh, we have Ghana first, and they're, uh, I'm gonna do FIFA, and then I'm gonna do ELO, um, just for comparison's sake. So um, Ghana is 60th in FIFA, uh, Madagascar is 102 Angola 126 uh, Central African Republic 133 so uh, the FIFA rankings actually are the ones that dictate the pot numbers and uh, we see there that uh, there's a uh, quite a bit of separation uh, between the teams uh, except Angola uh, is pretty close to fourth place Central African Republic uh, i don't agree with that and the fifa rank oh sorry the uh, elo rankings uh, are a little bit more accurate for me it has ghana as 72nd uh madagascar uh, sorry angola is second at 107 and madagascar is 124 and uh, central african republic is 144 so uh, a bit of separation there uh between madagascar and central african republic but the key point is that uh yellow has angola as the second strongest team here so uh we'll look at some uh stuff so in uh, ghana has actually kind of fallen down uh quite a bit over the last few years they were uh consistently around 30th from 2006 to 2013, uh, and they've kind of slid back all the way to 72nd. I'm talking about yellow rankings there, which we kind of favor. Uh, but uh, before that, before 2006, they were actually in the 80s. Uh, so, uh, really, there uh, from 2006 is when they got stronger. Uh, madagascar is 124th in the elo rankings and they have improved Uh, they were as low as 163 in 2012 but they just managed to crack 100 with that great performance in 2019 they were 97th in 2020 but dropped down to 124th since then Uh, Angola, there is a big split, as we saw, between the FIFA and the uh, ELO rankings there, Uh, but around 2008, they were around 60, so uh, those were good times and they've kind of slowly fallen uh, all the way back to uh, 107th. But that does mark an improvement because they were around 120 uh, in ELO rankings in 2018. So, uh, some improvement there. And we can guess that uh, Central African Republic were very weak before that string of um, a good African Cup or results. And they were around 181st in FIFA and 164th in ELO in 2006. I'd probably have to agree with FIFA on that one. They were very weak. But uh, they did rise up to around 130 or 120 even uh, by 2019, but have since fallen back to 145 in, uh, in uh, ELO rankings. Okay, let's look at the head-to-head for these groups. First, uh, Ghana versus Madagascar. Uh, they have actually never met in major competition. Uh, so we move on to Ghana versus Angola. And they've only played three times. uh, And Angola won, sorry, uh, Ghana won twice and Angola won once. Uh, But their most recent meeting in 2010, that was the African Cup quarterfinal. uh, It was in Angola, took place in Angola, but Ghana knocked them out in the quarterfinals. Okay, and Ghana versus Central African Republic, uh, they have not played in major competition either. Uh, Madagascar versus Angola is interesting it seems to be the closest matchup in this group and it has been uh, in the past so uh, between the Madagascar has the edge with one win three draws and zero losses but uh, the overriding feeling there is that they're quite even with the three drawers and in 2017 their most recent meeting they tied twice Uh, Madagascar has met Central African Republic that was in 2018 World Cup qualifying and they bested them uh, with a win at home and the tie on the road so Madagascar with a one win one draw zero losses there and kind of interestingly Uh, Angola and Central African Republic, they've only met in the one campaign, which was 2017 African Cup qualifying, and they exchanged home wins. So uh, Angola won four nothing at home, but then Central African Republic won three one uh, when they were at home. And so the record between them is uh, one win, zero draws and one uh, loss. So I think the overriding message there is that uh, apart from Angola? Uh, sorry, apart from Ghana, who seem to, to be uh, pretty far out ahead. Uh, you know, the other three looks quite competitive. Uh, Angola and Madagascar and Central African Republic perhaps um, uh, getting some points. So let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit in terms of what we think. Are the relative strengths here uh, Ghana's form though uh, despite being the strongest team in in most measures uh, their form is a bit question questionable uh, fo- it follows a general weakening honestly to the point of being a pot two team going into the uh, 2021 African Cup finals they were in pot two and then of course they proved uh, proved it by not passing the group stage. Uh, However, they did win passage to the World Cup shortly after, and uh, it it leaves us in a bit of doubt as to what their form is, but they're not likely to sink low enough to get embroiled with the teams below. Uh, It's especially so because Madagascar is a a fairly weak second seed team, I would say. And uh, we saw that ELO actually uh, sees Angola as probably the second seed team uh, either way, it seems a pretty contentious battle between those two for second. And I don't know, Central African Republic would have been a contender a few years ago uh, after their uh, improvement from 2012. But they really haven't shown that form since 2017. Uh, however, uh, at the very least, they should play a spoiler role by, by uh, stealing some points at home. And perhaps making a difference to what happens at the top. Uh, yeah, so all in all, no matter how many points Ghana drops, it surely couldn't be enough to see them fall out of the top two. And uh, honestly, while ELO is usually more accurate than FIFA, Angola do seem kind of weak uh, recently in recent campaigns. So uh, I generally find that uh, FIFA rankings are more short term and Angola are more long-term, and I generally prefer the ELO rankings for that. But uh, if we're looking at recent form, uh, uh, I I don't think Angola necessarily holds an advantage. Um, Madagascar do have to watch out for uh, cratering campaigns uh, towards the end here. They actually start with two home games, or they, uh, they start with an away game, and then have two home games so they'll probably get off to a good start it's all set up here for their penchant to uh kind of crash and burn at the end so uh, i'm a bit worried about that but i wouldn't be surprised to see them get off to a good start uh at their best central african republic uh, has gone undefeated at home so um uh, even at their worst to be honest they're probably going to take a couple of points there so there it is uh, my prediction is uh, Ghana finishing first Madagascar second Angola third although I do see that as a bit of a toss-up and uh, Central African Republic getting a few points at home uh, in the end okay the last section of the podcast deals with uh, the actual results which I don't know and so, in the first game, we have Angola versus Central African Republic. I honestly don't think Central African Republic is going to challenge on the road, and I think Angola will be anxious to get off to a good start. So I'm going to say uh, two nothing Angola there, perhaps even three nothing. And the result is two one. So less convincing than they probably wanted, but they got the result they needed. Central African Republic actually scoring first, uh, 32 minutes in there. And Angola getting two in a row at 72 and 76 to uh, save face. Okay, we have Ghana and Madagascar. Uh, I think Ghana will be good at home and anxious to get off to a good start and actually put this group to rest as quickly as they can because their attention will be more focused on the world cup. Uh, so I think they're going to win this, uh, two nothing. I would even go to, to three, nothing. I don't see Madagascar scoring here. Ooh, well done me. It is three, nothing. Uh, it took Ghana until the second half to score their first goal, but they pretty much uh, won it quickly with goals at 53 and 56 and uh, uh, a kind of a late gravy goal at 86. So it is Mohamed Kudus there with the first goal. Okay, so we have Ghana uh, in first place as expected after the first round. And now the second set of games sees Central African Republic playing Ghana at home. But I gotta say, it would not be a shock for uh, Ghana to drop points here. That's the way it is in Africa. uh but you have to you have to kind of favor Ghana even away. And uh I'm gonna say it'll be two one for Ghana there. Let's see. Yeah, uh 1-1. Mohamed Kudu scoring Ghana's goal there. So maybe I didn't give him enough credit earlier in the podcast, but uh, a good result for Central African Republic, who uh uh, Ghana scored at 17 and Central African Republic tied at 41 there was no scoring in the second half uh, but again uh, a lot of people who aren't in the know might consider that a bit shocking but in Africa really it's not okay and Madagascar versus Angola well this is a crucial game because I see these two as pretty even and um, Oh, sorry, I, I've been meaning to write the scores into the uh, into the visual that we have for our YouTube listeners, and I have been typing them into the wrong document, I confess. Okay, Madagascar and Angola. This really could go either way. Uh, at home, I'd have to give Madagascar the nod, and I, I did put them as second-place finishers in the group, thinking that their form was slightly better uh certainly i wouldn't be surprised to see angola win uh, and a draw i'm almost tempted to choose but i'm going to choose 2-1 madagascar uh, there let's see what happened and it is 1-1 so actually that probably is beneficial to angola kind of gives them a leg up uh in that uh in that and so uh, maybe they're the going to be the ones to finish second so in that case uh madagascar scored at 36 and uh um gelson a familiar name actually to me uh got the equalizer at 43 and just like the other game no scoring in the second half so we have in the standings uh, ghana and Angola with four points, good for Angola there. Uh, Central African Republic, uh, by dint of, of uh, goal difference, are in third, and Madagascar uh, off to a poor start, in fourth. I said actually Madagascar would get off to a good start, so now they were gonna they're gonna need a good finish, which uh, typically they don't do. So after looking at those rounds, I would probably alter my prediction to have Ghana, Angola. Uh, Madagascar and Central African Republic. Maybe Central African Republic even challenging the third place. Alright well that brings us to the end of the podcast and uh, once again I'm going to say that all the teams we've covered in the 2022 African Cup last January uh, there are podcasts on the teams and in the show notes you'll actually find uh, both the link to those that podcast and when the team is talked about. Uh, Also, if you're interested in a deep dive into players, we did uh, kind of a player podcast for each of those teams in the African Cup, and uh, you can maybe get a bit of insight through that. Uh, Meanwhile, thanks for listening, and I hope you uh, come back for more. We'll be doing all of the groups in this uh, qualification. Take care, bye-bye.